Good day. You're listening to Free City Radio. This is edition 200, and I'm Stefan Christoph, broadcasting from Mexico City. On the program today, I'm going to be featuring a conversation with a Palestinian artist and musician who's based in Brussels, Kamel, whose artist name is Salt. This is an awesome project. It mixes often field recordings from the front lines, um, from the context in Palestine, but also from cities around the world. Uh, Kamel has created these sonic tapestries, also does work uh, in electronic music. Uh, he tours in Europe playing club nights and in parallel has this very uh, interesting and, and meaningful practice in sound art. I have met Kamel a few times in Brussels. It was a great pleasure. And I'm really excited that I had a conversation with him that I will be sharing with you here on Free City Radio. Here is my exchange with Palestinian sound artist and musician, Saut. My uh, project name is uh, Saut. This means uh, sound in Arabic as uh, a raw material. Um, I got familiar with uh, soundscapes, with uh, sound as raw material uh, during my studies in, uh, in Antwerp uh, at the Academy of Fine Arts uh, in Antwerp. I studied uh, sound design and uh, that's when I started to discover the sound as a way uh, to make music, sound as an instrument actually not only synthesizers and uh, drum machines and uh, uh, music softwares. And that was the starting point when I started to record soundscapes, uh, field recording uh, from my own environment. And basically, soundscapes is just like um, something that is organic, something that you cannot remake in softwares. Even if you are able to download uh, a soundscapes from the internet, it doesn't give it, it doesn't make it as authentic as something that you recorded yourself. Uh, and that's when I got interested in uh, having my own uh, archive of uh, soundscapes, uh, field recordings. And my first uh, project uh, that included the soundscapes was uh, uh, music for checkpoints. That's a techno EP that uh, I've released in 2016. And basically that's, that was the, the end of the year project of my uh, first year at the, at the Academy of Fine Arts in Antwerp. So it was a techno music project uh, that mainly was produced using uh, soundscapes that I recorded myself uh, in the summer of 2016 uh, in in Palestine, mainly at the checkpoints, but also in cities such as Jerusalem, Nazareth, uh, Haifa. Uh, and this was like, um, if, if I remember well, I've been there for 10 days, nonstop recording, uh, traffic jams, uh, markets, uh, checkpoint uh, gates, uh, bus stations, uh, soldiers speaking, giving orders to people waiting at the checkpoints. 
uh, yeah, so that's it basically. As a Palestinian artist doing that work um, to record your environment in the Palestinian context, um, can you just describe how you felt going out and, and, and recording those, those contexts in Palestine? How, how was that for you? I mean, there's a very layered, complex, and at times very tense uh, relationship to those spaces for you. Um, and there's quite a lot of interesting projects, some of them very good, where you have people coming from outside to record Palestine, but you're recording Palestine as a Palestinian. It's a, it's a different experience. Well, it's important to mention that it was also like the first time I do field recording in general. So it was a new experience in terms of, techni of like technical terms. Uh, but in terms of like being a Palestinian, that was, um, it felt a little bit weird going back to your home country and uh, uh, trying to catch sounds. And basically the whole idea of music for checkpoints was um, to reimagine the sounds of checkpoints in other contexts, which is like uh, the result uh, that uh, techno album that resulted in uh, in the field recording. But uh, in terms of feeling, this was uh, this this was something um, something new that you experience your home country for the first time from the perspective of sound. I would say you always see things. You always. Uh, uh, try to understand things uh, in political terms or you try to put things in political context. This time was like, uh, I'm going to go to that checkpoint or to the market or to the traffic jam and I'm going to find the sweet spot where you can have that sound and that sound is going to work. That sound is not going to work. This is interesting. This is not interesting. And then you start... Uh, looking at your street in a different way, well, listening in this case, you start to listen in a different way, you start uh, observing things in different way. And uh, this was the main, um, the main uh, feeling um, out of it. Um, I would say that uh, in some places, it was not uh, easy to record, uh, especially at the checkpoints. Uh, as they are considered as uh, um, military zones, you cannot take pictures, you cannot uh, collect data, let's say, from those places. But also like uh, when you record in the market or like when you're walking in the old city of Nazareth or Jerusalem, uh, people are used to cameras there, but they're not used to like someone going like with a recorder and like following them or like trying to capture sounds and... Uh, but it was uh, it was like a nice experience in uh, in general. Uh, me myself, I was uh, I was happy with it. I kind of like discovered uh, um, Nazareth, uh, Jerusalem, Ramallah in a different way um, than uh, I have always seen it. Just for people who are listening, can you? Uh, name that album and also where people can find it and then we'll move on to some other points of, of, of your work. Alright, so that's uh, Music for Checkpoints uh, 2000, released in, uh, on 2016 uh, you can listen to that EP on SoundCloud, Bandcamp 
uh, if you just type uh, South SAWT records. And um, something uh, interesting to mention, uh, I am working on Music for Checkpoints 2.0 with the same uh, soundscapes that I recorded 2016. But the level of technical uh, knowledge have changed since then. So I'm going to try to remake that album with the knowledge that I have gained in the in the past uh, few years. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so um, we look forward to that. Um, S-A-W-T Records uh, uh, is what's the name. Um, can you can you um, talk a bit about um, your your practice uh, now? I mean, in the last few years, you're based in Brussels and you are working at the sort of contemporary, you know, front lines of experimental electronic music. Uh, you know, you're part of a community there and in other places. Um, yeah, maybe just talk about some of your projects and also like, um, obviously you're coming to the context of Western Europe as a Palestinian artist, but also as an artist. Um, so how has that whole process been for you? Yeah, so basically, um, maybe it's interesting to mention that uh, before coming to Belgium, I didn't have any interest regarding electronic music. And then I started going out in Brussels. I discovered this one, a place called the Café Central, which is ordinary bar where they do a lot of experimental music every Thursday. Uh, Friday and Saturday they do techno and that's when I discovered uh, electronic music, mainly experimental. And then I was like, ah, this sounds good. I want to try to make this kind of music. And that's when all started. Um, the type of music that I was doing seven years ago, I was trying to do that's totally different from what I'm doing right now. Right now, my main focus is techno. From time to time, I do ambient and experimental stuff using a lot of soundscapes and uh, field recordings. But even when I make techno, I realize that I can never escape from this like ambient experimental elements that uh, uh, that uh, I, I started like doing uh, seven years ago. Uh, if if you listen to my techno tracks that I've been doing recently, you'll always notice that there is like this atmospheric ambient experimental vibe in it. Um, when it comes to practice, I, as I mentioned, I use a lot of soundscapes because that's the only, or like the most organic thing that you can get uh, in the production process. Besides that, I use synthesizers, uh, softwares. At some point, I was using only soundscapes. I was trying to use only soundscapes. But uh, at some point, I felt that I am missing this massive analog sound that's coming from the ground and that can shake the floor. And that's when I started uh, using uh, synthesizers and uh, more like I integrated more uh, drum machines uh, in my work. So could you talk a bit about your current projects and um, how it's been to share those those pieces? So as I mentioned already, um, 
right now I am uh, working on music for Checkpoints 2.0. That's with the same soundscapes that I have recorded in 2016. Besides that, uh, I am working on uh, mainly only on live sets whenever I get booked in Brussels or somewhere in Europe. I work or I try to work on a new live set each time I'm playing. Um, when it comes to a project, I prefer to finish one by one. Otherwise, it would become kind of like a factory production approach that you're just pumping units into the market. And that's when it becomes uh, um, very low quality work, I would say. So that's why I prefer to finish project per project. Try to put a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of concept in one project. Uh, work on it uh, properly. Uh, get feedback from other people who are on the same domain or even not. Uh, and then move to the next projects. So for the moment, um, I would say music for checkpoints. Um, it's the main focus besides the live set that I'm doing. And of course, besides that, there is always this daily having fun experimentation with uh, machines with sounds and with uh, soundscapes can you talk a bit about how it's been for you uh, as a palestinian artist to be active in the experimental electronic music world in western europe well it was not easy to convince the people that like as a palestinian you are doing experimental music or ambient because there is always this expectation from uh, the party scene that if you are from the Middle East, you must be making like a dabki or wedding music or uh, served with the hummus and falafel. <laughs> uh, so in, in the beginning, like I have had a lot of uh, people like uh, trying to book me thinking that it would be like an oriental vibe, you know, like uh, I literally had like someone calling me and, and I said like, yeah, but I'm going to send you the my SoundCloud and then you listen and then you decide if you really want me to come and play. And then she was like, ah, so you don't make oriental vibes. And I said like, no, I don't make oriental vibes, you know, like I make experimental music, I make ambient, I make techno. Why would you label me as a Palestinian that I am making that kind of music or that I am into, uh, I, I should fit into that category. Um, I have always um, made an effort to belong to a specific scene and not necessarily to a region, I would say. Like, uh, I don't want people to label me as, uh, as uh, someone from, as like an artist from the Middle East region in every biography or in every article or in every poster, you know, like uh, I would rather belong to a scene than than a region. Of course, you can you can never like uh, you will you will you will always have like uh, the influence of like where you came from in your music or like in your art in general. If you do painting, if you do dance, if you make music, 
whatever whatever you whatever you do you'll always have the influence of the place where you grew up of the music that you were listening to of um of all the of the, the environment where you have lived you will always have this influence in your uh, art you don't have to mention it in the face of everyone that like you are from here you are from there you grew up with that music or like uh, you have been through that and you have been through that so basically um yeah as i told you like i'm trying to belong to a scene rather than to a region and if you think about it it's a bit it's a bit annoying that uh, if you make techno or if you make uh, ambient music Uh, if you are from Syria or like from Lebanon or from Jordan or from Palestine, the platforms like in Western Europe, they always try to say that this guy or this lady from Lebanon making techno. But if you see like a German DJ, nobody will say that he's from Germany. They will just say like his name or her name. End of the story. So the question is... Why do we always have to be labeled uh, as people from that region? And the question is, what can be done not to be labeled? And uh, that's that's what I am trying to do when when I tell you I try to belong to a scene and not to a region. At the same time, often in these experimental music uh, milieus in Western contexts, um, not everybody, but there's often like a surprise if you see like a person from the global south who, you know, is racialized, who does experimental work, you know, it's not super common, right? And people even it's changing in the last years, but there's there's this context of expectation. And, you know, you, you mentioned like a German artist would not be labeled with an identity. Um, but I think digging into a, a little bit about, you know, in some ways, recent years has seen a huge advance in terms of people thinking about intersectionality and thinking about like representation. Um, but in a sort of neoliberal model, what that often has ended up being is like, oh, well, we have to book artist A and just label that they're from this place. But it's less often about like maybe having an actual creative relationship with the person or like a contextual understanding of what the person does on a creative level. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this moment is complicated and exciting at the same time. So and I think it's hard to talk about this sort of changing environment within within experimental music, but also more broadly within the cultural sector. But yeah, so I'd love to hear any of your thoughts about that, how it's been for you. Yeah, basically, I like you, you said it yourself that it's always like a surprise that someone from the Middle East or the South, South is making experimental music or any kind of music that's not familiar in that region. But uh, why, why is it surprising? And I think I'm not trying to underestimate uh, uh, the diversity and uh, the diversity of sound and uh, how sound is 
rooted in the culture in Western Europe. But in the Middle East, I think the daily life is more rich in sounds than in Brussels or in Paris. I have done a lot of field recordings in Brussels and then at some point I have realized that it's always the same sounds like repeating, you know, like it's the metro, it's the tram, it's the traffic. Um, even you, you even need to, to go like outside of the city to capture like birds, you know, like they're not, they're not there anymore. Whereas if you go to a place, for example, Jerusalem, like you can be sure that every single day you will have a different soundscape from the city or Nazareth or Ramallah or Cairo or uh, uh, Mexico City, you know, like, uh, so I think, I think it's a normal uh, organic uh, way of people evolving with their taste towards sound and towards the music that you have people from the region like experimenting with those sounds and Basically, it's not something that came from nowhere. It's something that came from the richness of sound that we have in that region. And at some point, people realized that, ah, we can do this with that richness of, uh, of sound that we have. Also, I think some people listening to this won't be familiar with concepts like Makam and sort of this idea of what is experimental music. <laughs> if you go to some old recordings from Egypt, um, like Sheikh Imam or something, they'll be just jamming for long periods, like 50 minutes, just with oud and vocalizations that are very much not, not planned, but very much in the moment, in the emotion of the moment, also in the political moment. Um, and yeah, just maybe, uh, it would, it would be a nice opportunity for people to also think about the framework of like a, of, of, of sort of, um, understandings of what a song is like culturally is very different. Um, if, if we think about like Macomb, if we think about, and that goes for many regions of the world, but we're talking about, about, you know, Palestine in this context. Yeah. Like also like. Talking about uh, maqams, for example, like nowadays in the electronic music scene in Europe, a lot of producers, like, they are willing to work with time signatures that are not like four on four, which I love, by the way, like four on the floor, techno, that's my cup of tea. But it's, it's becoming very common to work with other time signatures than four and four. And the fact that you mentioned Maqam, it's just like we have had this idea of experimenting with times and with, uh, with the time signatures uh, on the music scale back in the 40s and 30s and the 50s. And, uh, and I, think, I think like uh, music from, from Asia, from the Middle East, from South America has influenced a lot of music scenes in Europe and now it's still influencing a lot of uh, uh, a lot of scenes including uh, the scenes of electronic music but I think often even though that's shifted a bit that influence of like for example um, 
you know, Macom structure or even like Balkan time signatures or, um, you know, going back to indigenous music, uh, you know, in the Americas and how that influenced blues. You know, we're getting into a huge topic, but um, I think it's an interesting contrast to what you were saying about the surprise when you see somebody from the South doing experimental music in a lot of these spaces that are still very... um, exclusive and not inclusive of those types of histories that that are embodied by by artists who who are representing those regions yeah i think i think the main issue is that a lot of platforms um like in the last uh, the last decade i would say last 10 to 5 years when you had this huge explosion of uh uh, young people in the Arab world discovering, I'm saying the Arab world, but that applies to almost uh, everywhere uh, or on, on on the world. But um, when you had this huge explosions of talents and of skills and of people being creative, uh, a lot of festivals and venues and platforms in Europe, they wanted to be diverse and they wanted to be multicultural and they wanted to be inclusive so that's uh, that's when they started paying attention to those uh, talents unfortunately it's not um, it, it didn't happen organically i would say i don't know what's uh, what's your take on that but um, i had the feeling that 10 10 years ago like a lot of talents that we know right now were not even discovered in europe i think like What's missing is that uh, is that support for Palestinian or like uh, artists from uh, my cat's going crazy uh, from the region like the the platforms the venues the festivals uh, are choosing or picking some artists as long as you don't express your political beliefs. Um, and the problem is that this policy is also influencing the artists themselves. Like nowadays, a lot of artists are afraid to express their political belief because they know if they express their political belief, they will not get that residency. They will not get that funding. They will not play in that festival. Uh, and this is this is what's uh, the biggest issue for me is. The issue is not that you don't play at that festival at the end. It's okay. But the problem is that you know that you cannot not only express yourself, but for example, you cannot uh, put that political element in your music because you will know that they will, you will not uh, go anywhere with it. Somehow that's influencing the performance uh, and the concept of uh, artists from the region at the end of the day. That was a conversation with Salt, a Palestinian sound artist uh, named Kamel, who is based in Brussels. I'd really encourage you to look up his work. We will be linking to his work in our program notes, which you can find on our archives at soundcloud.com slash freecityradio. This has been another edition of Free City Radio. Uh, 
which is hosted and produced by me, Stefan Christoph. We air on CKUT 90.3 FM at 11 a.m. on Wednesdays on CGLO 1690 a.m. in Giojiage, Montreal on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg at 10.30 p.m. on Tuesdays on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at 11.30 a.m. on Wednesdays on CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria, B.C. on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and Saturdays at 7 a.m. on Met Radio 1280 a.m. in Toronto at 5.30 a.m. on Fridays and now on CKCU 93.1 FM in Ottawa on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. We are also a podcast. Look us up on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and please tell a friend about the show. I really appreciate it. I hope you're doing well and I'll speak to you next week.